my main fields of special specialization are uh, symbolic interpretation of the Rig Veda and the Adharva Veda, the Rig Veda and the Adharva Veda contents and chronology, and Indo-European homeland and migrations. Um, there are some primary uh, preliminary uh, scientific restrictions. The first is that uh, the common Indo-European um, cultural vocabulary uh, means animal husbandry, agriculture, crafts, uh, wheel transport, and use of copper. The second is that uh, the Rigvedic in the Aryan language cannot be dated to Hori antiquity because of the linguistic development stages considerations. Um, this is the map of uh, uh, the Nittany Kingdom. Um, uh, it is the place of the spread of the earliest uh, attested archaeologically Aryan language, uh, Mitanni Aryan language. So the hydrological catastrophe in the Saraswati Valley uh, happened around uh, 1900BC. So what does it mean? Uh, it means uh, uh, that uh, Aryans uh, couldn't have uh, been uh, abiding along uh, the Saraswati River uh, later than 1900 uh, BC. Uh, both, both the Rig Veda and the Adharva Veda uh, could have been composed in the Saraswati Valley only before 1900 BC. But the Adharva Veda is at least several centuries later uh, than the uh, Rig Veda. So the Rig Veda might have been composed in the Hakra period or in the early Harappan period. And the Adharva Veda uh, could have been composed in the mature Harappan period or in the early Harappan period. That is my contribution to the uh, Saraswati argument. The, the next argument is the absence of tiger mentions in the Rig Veda, along with the development of the tiger cult in the Adharva Veda, replacing the Rigvedic wine cult, um, indicate uh, the need to date the Rig Veda prior to the mature Harappan era, with its widespread tiger cult connected with royal consecration uh, and uh, with the king. Uh, that is before 2600 uh, BC. And these are some examples of the, uh, the expression of this tiger cult of Mathieu Harappa. Accordingly, the Adharva Veda should date to the time of Mathieu Harappa, that is 2600 to 1900 BC. The argument of the separation of the two tigers, that is Agni Shiva and Agni Kravyad in the Adharva Veda, correlates it with the Mathieu Harappa also. Uh, and these are the illustrations of these uh, two tigers and their separation. The composite, uh, composite bovine images uh, of the Adharva Veda correlated with the chimeras of Mathieu Harappa. And these are some of the chimeras of Mathieu Harappa. Um, the description of sea ships, shells and pearls and oceanic trade in the Rig Veda and the Adharva Veda date them to uh, 3000 uh, to 1900 BC. These are the... Um, depictions of uh, some ships of Matthew Harappa, and these are different uh, shells, uh, molluscans, and uh, different uh, uh, shell items of Matthew Harappa. Uh, this is uh, the uh, picture of shell species and, and derived artifacts of the Matthew Harappa and uh, the illustration of the label manufacture uh, out of the shell. Uh, next, uh, shell ladles of Matteo Harappa, and some uh, shell bangles also, and also bangle manufacture illustration. And these are the mollusks of uh, Holovira site of Matteo Harappa. The argument of a man with a baby in his hands in the late hymns of the Rig Veda correlates it with the early material Harappa. That is uh, 2600 to 2500 BC. And this is a unique figuring. Uh, evidence in this uh, Rig Vedic passage. The argument of the books as a symbol of power in the Rig Veda relates it with the corresponding symbol of early and mature Harappa. 
these are some illustrations. Um, the one one is, uh, according to me, uh, the palace uh, with two wheel signs and uh, uh, three um, less ones are the depictions of unicorn, a uh, widespread uh, civilization symbol uh, of power of Machio Harappa. And also we see uh, a repeating uh, sign, uh, will of power in a fortified fortress, a fortified settlement. Uh, compare it uh, with um, early Egyptian um, depictions of fortified settlements. The same principle is uh, evident. And uh, some more material Harappan uh, seals with the uh, this uh, will uh, of power sign. Usually it is depicted with animals embodying strength and power. The argument of the buffalo in the Rig Veda, he relates it with the most important cult of early and material Harappan. These are the uh, early Harappan uh, examples of the expression of this cult. And these are uh, some of uh, material Harappan uh, items expressing this uh, cult. And uh, more. The argument of the buffalo fight in the late hymn of the Rigveda correlates it with the scenes of the buffalo killing of material Harappa. It is a direct parallel to one late Rigvedic hymn. Uh, so we see here a spear. A spearman uh, killing a buffalo with a spear with uh, probably a metal point, which is mentioned in the Rig Veda. The argument of the cult of elephant in the Adharva Veda relates it with the widespread elephant cult of Mutio Harappa. And by the way, elephant in the Adharva Veda becomes the uh, animal of Indra, riding animal of Indra. So uh, these are some of the Mutio Harappa seals with uh, elephant. The argument of the cult of Pashupati in the Rig Veda relates it with the cults of the master of animals and the horned archer god of Matthew Harappa. They are connected uh, because uh, Pashupati is uh, a name of Agni and uh, his, um, his aspects like uh, Pushan and other, others. And uh, Indra, uh, one of uh, Agni's aspects uh, in the Rigveda is also described as a great archer, the same as uh, Rudra and uh, some other gods. Matthew Harappan um, copper plates with the depiction of the archer, font uh, archer god. And one more uh, illustration of the Matthew Harappan master of Enemies. The image of the two winged bulls and the tree in the Rigveda, most probably the Ashwins, is the uh, prototype of the seal of Matthew Harappa. The image of the two twin bulls in the Rigveda in general correlates it with the late early and Matthew Harappa, where we can find the uh, depictions of these two twin bulls, uh, inseparable bulls. Matthew Harappa, uh, Balochistan. The argument of a cow bound to a tree with some birds around them uh, in the late hymn of the Rigveda correlates it with the Indus Valley uh, of uh, early mature or mature Harappa with uh, one uh, important cow to bull translation. This is uh, this uh, ornament belt, uh, also from Balochistan, this uh, a later picture. The arguments of forests and the cult of trees in the Rigveda correlated with the forests of Hindustan and the cult of sacred trees of Matthew Harappa. Uh, these are uh, some illustrations of um, a tree deity. Uh, in the Rigveda, we have uh, Aranyani, for example, um, a forest deity, but also uh, we uh, see here um, uh, Mundigak vessel uh, with this uh, Ashwatha uh, depiction. Uh, it is from Afghanistan. And a uh, great many um, uh, clay uh, items with the depiction of these uh, holy trees uh, grown deliberately from Harappa, Kalibangan. Uh, and we also see uh, the common uh, patterns of Pipal uh, tree in Balochistan archaeology and also Kech Makran uh, coast of uh, the Indian Ocean. 
and more uh, other trees. The argument of fortresses in the Rigveda and the Adharva Veda correlate them with the fortified uh, settlements of early, mature, uh, early and mature Harap respectively. Uh, Rehman Heri fortress uh, built uh, around 33 uh, BCE is so far we have Kadiji fortified settlement uh, and uh, Kalibangan uh, one uh, early Harappan settlement. And then um, we have Matyo Harappan uh, fortified settlements, Kalibangan and uh, some others, Banavali, Harappan, Mahenjadara, Tkolavira, Kuntaisi, Mathal, Turkatada, all of Matyo Harappan time. Uh, so this is the structural history of uh, Banavali. And this is the structural history of Turkatada. This is Mahenjadar illustration, uh, reconstructions, uh, Tkhalavira reconstruction, and uh, structural uh, phases of Tkhalavira fortified settlement, Harappa uh, main entr uh, entrance gates, and Harappan uh, citadel, and Lathal with its peripheral uh, wall. So uh, the uh, Rigvedic mentions um, References to fortresses uh, sieged or destroyed date them to 3300 to 2700 BC. The Rigvedic hymns with the descriptions of fortresses attacked, demolished, um, I'm sorry, uh, I, I've made a mistake. Uh, the peaceful descriptions of uh, the Rigvedic fortresses uh, not, uh, not being sieged or destroyed date them to 3300 to 2700 BC, but the Rigvedic hymns with the descriptions of fortresses attacked, demolished, and burnt date uh, them to 2700 to 2600 BC because we have a unique archaeological um, chain of events. Uh, the uh, evidence of uh, attacking, uh, destruction, and burning down some of the fortified settlements uh, during the transition uh, uh, era between Meteor Harappa and uh, uh, between early uh, Harappa and Meteor This is the unique uh, historic uh, period uh, in the archaeological history of the fortified uh, settlements of South Asia. The Adharva Veda was created, created mostly in the Meteor Harappan epoch, and reflected the flourishing town culture of the Matyokhrapa. The argument of the absence of a sword in the Rig Veda and the Adharva Veda does not allow uh, us to date the composition in South Asia later than circa 2000 BC. And uh, here we have the earliest, uh, so far earliest, uh, uh, late Matyokhrapa. Swords from Mahanjadara and uh, antenna hilted swords uh, from uh, Sanoli Cemetery, uh, late uh, Harappan and uh, Port, uh, Cemetery and uh, the Cemetery of uh, the Culture of Copper Hoods and Oak uh, Colored Pottery. Here they are, and more. The arguments of the developed cult of Mother and Yoni and uh, the emerging cult of Lingam in the Rigveda and the Adharva Veda correlate them with the agricultural and fertility cults of Mother, Yoni, and Lingam in pre Harappa, early and mature Harappa. Here are uh, some uh, uh, mother goddess uh, figurines from Mergarh and from Balochistan, and then uh, some bronze figurines of mature Harappa and clay figurines of Matyokhrapa. And we also have Rakhigarhi Yonipitham, and uh, we have uh, a lingam from uh, Mahenjadara and Kalibangan Yonilingam of Matyokhrapa, and uh, we also have a modern uh, photo of Yonipitha, so they're very similar. And Kalibangan lingam photo of Matyokhrapa. Uh, is the foundation text of Shaivism, Tantra, and Shaktism, uh, and it contains undoubtful evidence of Agni Shiva and Agni Rudra uh, and Mother uh, or and Mother Shakti worship in the images of uh, still unnamed, uh, yet unnamed, uh, Jyotir Lingam and Yen. 
Shaivism, Tantra, and Shaktism are not foreign to the Rigvedic Indarian culture and are not borrowed from any other culture. Shaivism, Tantra, and Shaktism are not of non-Aryan uh, Dravidian or else origin. Shaivism, Tantra, and Shaktism are of Aryan origin. Uh, Shaivism, Tantra, and Shaktism, with their such popular elements as Buffalo worship, Zibu worship, Gaur worship, Gavaya worship, Ashvatha worship, mass bloody cattle sacrifices, polyandry, orgiastic fertility cults are Rigvedic in the Aryan cult. The argument of uh, Radha, a wheeled vehicle in the Rigveda, correlates it with the wheeled transport of early and mature Harappa. Here we have many uh, models of mature Harappan uh, cuts and uh, wheeled vehicles, clay and uh, bronze, and also some inscriptions of mature Harappa of the same. The argument of the cult of Zibu in the Rigveda correlates it with the realities and cults of pre-Harappa, early and mature Harappa. Uh, Balochistan uh, found bull types, um, uh, mature Harappan uh, seals with Zibu, and one of great many uh, Zibu figurines, clay figurines of mature Harappa. The argument of the hoofed endemics of Hindustan, Buffalo, Gaur, Zibu, Gavaya, in the Rigveda, correlates it with South Asia of Harappa, early and mature Harappa. And here we have three uh, species, uh, bovine species uh, depicted, Zibu bull, Buffalo, and Gaur. Uh, the arguments of inhumation and cremation in the Rigveda and the Adharva Veda correlate them with the realities of mature Harappa. Uh, here we have uh, the burials, um, inhumation burials um, of the Matteo Harappa from different sites uh, because uh, the cremation uh, is not so easily attested archaeologically as well as uh, the other uh, modes of burial. So the names of the cremation fire, Kravyat and Kravyavahana, appear in the late kings of the Rigveda. And the symbolic creation of Mergarh with the use of polka and goats becomes real in the late hymn of the Rigveda and in the Adharva Veda, where uh, this, the goat uh, is used to take off the excessive heat of Agni. And this is, uh, these are two um, examples of uh, burials, uh, inhumation burials uh, with the using of uh, goats from Mergarh. Uh, around uh, the end of the 7th uh, millennium BC. Uh, the Adharva Veda mentions the uh, inhumation, probably in a voodoo coffin, with a number of pots, uh, the cremation and the exposition of dead body. The argument of Ashva in the Rigveda makes the horse argument irrelevant and allows us to date the Rigveda before approximately 2000 BCE. And uh, here I will give uh, the animals which are, are or can be called Ashva in the Rigveda. Uh, they are equids uh, of South Asia endemic, mm, endemics, uh, Equus kianf and uh, Equus uh, himeonus khur, uh, Chitaldia, Axis Axis, Prashadashva uh, uh, of uh, Maruts, uh, Antelope, mm, also um, Ashva of Maruts, uh, two uh, goat species, uh, Adjashwa of Kushan, uh, horned uh, deer uh, Sambar, uh, a riding deer of Indra in the first mandala of the Rigveda, and uh, Bostaurus indicus, uh, Zibubu, uh, the uh, drawing animal of uh, Ashwins, uh, Ushas, uh, Indra, and in general uh, of the Rigveda. Uh, and some, uh, several species of eagles, uh, Gritkra or uh, Shiena, Vaya uh, Ashvach in the Rigveda. And even lion, Haryashva. Uh, Haryashva uh, means uh, a swift uh, creature uh, of lion hue, of lion skin color. Agni flames are also numerously called Ashvas. Uh, Suryas and Ushasa um, uh, beams uh, rays are also called Ashvas. And even uh, winds uh, are called Ashvas in the Rigveda. 
So the conclusion is that the regretic ashva means any swift creature or force, not necessarily a true force, equus ferus cabalus. The argument of the cult of the humbug water cattle in the regretic relates it with the pre-harapa, early and mature harapa. Uh, here are the examples. Uh, the lower uh, row, we have uh, two earliest examples. Then we have uh, the upper uh, row. It is uh, early mature uh, and uh, also no Sharon. And uh, this is from Balochistan also. The most prominent expressions of this cult of the watery hump bull and cattle in general. The argument of the solar bull cult in the Rigveda and the Avesta relates them with early and mature harapa. These are the examples of the illustration from Baluchistan. Uh, the argument of bull chariots in the Rigveda relates it uh, with early and mature harapa. Here we have the reconstructions of the mature harapa uh, bull uh, vehicles and also some rock uh, pictures from central India of bull chariots and the famous Daimabad uh, bull chariot um, of Indra as, uh, as, as per my uh, interpretation of this uh, figurine. The argument of the cult of the three-headed bull in the Rigveda relates it with the cult of Matyokra. Three-headed bull uh, on the seals of Matyokra. The argument of the naked uh, mother goddess riding on bulls uh, or humbug bulls in the Rigveda correlates it with a similar cult of the goddess in the Indus Valley of the 3000 BC. Here we have Balochistan uh, clay uh, composition and uh, uh, later, uh, the beginning of the second uh, millennium BC, uh, bronze composition from uh, northern India. The argument of earthquakes in the Rigveda correlates it with the natural and cultural realities of early and mature Harappa. Uh, the decreasing number of earthquakes mentions in the later Rigvedic dunes proves the Rigvedic in the Aryans movement from the mountainous valleys uh, onto the plains. Archaeologically uh, recorded earthquake uh, in early Harappan Kalibangana upon Saraswati fortified settlement in the core of Rigvedic habitat dates the Rigveda once more, uh, around 27 uh, BC. And these are the photos of uh, the faulted strata and um, of the layers of bricks uh, evidencing the uh, earthquake of Kalabangan. Uh, based on the system of the listed arguments, I date the Rigveda uh, to uh, 33 to uh, 26 BC and the Veda to 26 to 19 BC. That is, the is early Harappan and the Veda is a mature Harappan. Uh, I have discovered a system of cultural markers uh, enabling to trace the dispersal of populations with Vedic culture from the Indus Valley. They are the spread of the Soma as a bird of prey in the vessel pattern from South Asia marks the migration of the population with the Rigvedic culture. This is the uh, map of the spread of this pattern drawn by me. So you can see uh, it appears in uh, South Asia in the Rigveda, and then it spreads uh, west to Iran, then uh, to central Iran, to western Iran, then to Bactemargiana territory, then to the Marlik territory. Uh, to the south of the Caspian Sea and then to uh, Asia Minor to the Hittite Kingdom. Uh, and these are the uh, pictures of these. Uh, the upper register is the gold uh, ritual vessel from Bactria Margiana. Then we have a bronze vessel uh, from uh, Jerov. Then we have um, three gold vessels uh, from Marlik culture and uh, a clay vessel, ritual vessel uh, of the Hittites. So the spread of the watery hunt cattle pattern from South Asia also marks the migration of the population with the regulated culture. And this is uh, the map of the spread of this pattern drawn by me also. So it starts from uh, the uh, Balochistan and Pakistan and moves on to um, Jerov uh, civilization territory of uh, central and uh, 
uh, eastern Iran, uh, then to uh, Bactria Margiana in southern Afghanistan, uh, then to the northern Afghanistan, then to Elam territory, then to the Malik territory, to the south of the Caspian Sea, and then to the Hittite Empire territory. And these are the photos of some of the examples of this cult. Um, the first is a silver vessel from Afghanistan. Then we have in the upper register the gold uh, ritual vessel from Bactria Margiana. Then we have uh, um, in the low register um, stone carved vessel from Jerov civilization and the two photos of uh, humped uh, bull uh, vessels, uh, ritual vessels, uh, burial vessels from the Marlik Cemetery. And the last is the silver return uh, of the Hittite Empire. Uh, the distribution of the naked or uh, getting naked uh, beauty, riding uh, bulls or uh, humped uh, bulls or bull uh, pattern of the Rig Veda in the cultures of the ancient East marks the migration of Aryans, Nisita Luvans, and Greeks from the northwestern Hindustan up to continental Greece. And this is a map drawn by me of the distribution of this pattern. So it again starts from uh, the South Asia, then moves uh, uh, to Jerov civilization territory, then to Syria and Northern Mesopotamia, and then to the Hittite territory. Uh, and this is, uh, these are the illustrations. Uh, so we start from Balochistan and Northern India. Then we have two um, seals of Jerov and Kerman territories of Iran. And then we have uh, many depictions of these uh, getting naked uh, goddess beauty riding on a humped bull uh, from Syria uh, and Mitanni territory. And the last one in the corner, round uh, seal uh, of the early Hittite uh, kingdom. We also have this goddess uh, standing on a humped uh, uh, bull. And then we have um, black figure vessels of uh, the uh, archaic and classical Greece but uh, the bull is humpless already, but the pattern is the same. And also one red uh, figure vessel from the southern Italy Greek state, and also four coins, uh, three of them are silver and one is bronze, uh, with the depiction of this uh, very same cult. Uh, the spread of the Pika griffin or griffin man image from the Indus Valley marks the migration of the population with the elements of uh, the Rigvedic culture to Syria, Cyprus, and Greece. Again, a map uh, of the spread of this uh, pattern drawn by me. It starts from uh, the Sindhu Valley in the Indus Valley and moves on to Mitanni territory of Syria and northern Mesopotamia to Cyprus and to uh, Mycenaean Greek states. Uh, so the uh, Griffin, Griffin uh, image is uh, attested as early as the uh, around approximately 3000 BC in the now culture of Balochistan. But we have uh, in Chanhudara, at Pottery Shed from Chanhudara, we have a very depiction of this uh, Griffin, uh, uh, Pico Griffin. And compare uh, this depiction to the depictions uh, of uh, from the same Chanhudara of peacocks and also Rangpur peacock. So, and we have many seals with the depiction of the uh, peacock griffin or griffin man, uh, one-headed and two-headed from uh, the uh, Mitanni territory, co-territory uh, that is Syria and northern Mesopotamia. and also Cyprus. And then uh, just two examples of uh, the Greek. Uh, it is a seal and uh, a jewelry uh, from uh, the middle of the uh, second uh, millennium BC, Mycenaean Greeks. So I have discovered material traces evidence in the general migration of the Indo-Europeans from Iran, Hindustan, Bactria, Margiana border region to Europe. That is the spread of the bull games, uh, which marks the dispersal of the Indo-European tribes from South Asia to Iran, Bactria, Margiana, Syria, Anatolia, and Greece. This is the uh, map of the dis distribution of the bull games uh, drawn by me. So it starts again from the uh, Elementary of Harappan, 
then uh, to Jirov civilization territory of Iran, then to Bactria Margiana, then to uh, Syria and Northern Mesopotamia, from there to Egypt, Hyksos dynasty, uh, to Mycenaean and Minoan Greeks, and uh, to the Hittite kingdom. Uh, these are uh, Matthew Harappan and early Matthew Harappan depiction of the depictions of these uh, ball games. And uh, in, uh, in the corner, you can see uh, a fragment of a Bactria Margiana depiction of these games. Then we have Jerov depiction. Then we have uh, the earliest Greek depiction, clay uh, vessel ritual. Then we have Syria seal, uh, Syrian seal, and uh, two depictions of the Hittite, uh, early Hittite um, vessel with this uh, Bulgarian uh, molding. Then we have Syria, again, seals, cylinder seals, and more. And uh, two uh, gold uh, fingerings of the Mycenaean Greeks. And the famous uh, fresco wall painting uh, from the Knossos Palace uh, of the uh, uh, Greeks of the uh, middle of the second uh, millennium BC. And uh, here we have uh, the pictures of the living remnants of this bull taming game in South uh, India, a Jelikato festival. They are very expressive and very similar to the early Harappan description of this uh, game. Uh, the spread uh, of uh, the uh, archer with the trident pattern from Matthew Harappa to Greece as the archer god and the trident god through the bifurcation of the image in Syria and Anatolia marks the dispersal of the Indo-European tribes with the Rigvedic culture elements. So these are Matthew Harappan seals. We have uh, several depictions of uh, an archer with a bow and an arrow uh, holding a or standing next to um, a trident, or uh, a depiction of an arrow and um, a bow uh, in one um, row with a trident sign. Then we have Syria, uh, the uh, god standing on a horn deer, like the Rigvedic uh, Indra of the first mandala. And uh, it has uh, both uh, attributes, uh, the bow and uh, the trident. Uh, but then uh, the bifurcation happened, and we have the depiction of the Trident God, short Trident God, of the Hittite mythology and Luvian mythology of Indo-Europeans, and uh, at the same time of the Archer God, standing on a horned deer, of these very same uh, cultures, Hittite, uh, Nisita Luvian. And then uh, this uh, mythology uh, is uh, evidenced by the uh, black figure vessels of uh, archaic and uh, early classical Greek uh, culture. It is Poseidon god with the trident, uh, silver uh, coins with the same god, and red figure vessels. Uh, and pay attention that uh, Poseidon's uh, son, uh, a triton is an uh, exact equivalent to the Rigvedic Trita Aptia, that is uh, the third uh, watery. Uh, and he is depicted uh, in the Greek uh, mythology as having a snake-like uh, body, a sea snake. Uh, and Poseidon's uh, habitat, Achianos, is the Rigvedic uh, Vritra Ashayanos, that is mean, uh, which means... Uh, uh, Vritra lion in the mountains across the rivers, and uh, he's depicted, Akian is, is depicted as uh, having a unicorn horn of the Harappan unicorn, and also as having a snake-like uh, body of a sea snake, and uh, he uh, holds uh, a, a snake, a cobra. And uh, Akianus' uh, son, uh, Achilles, uh, is also depicted as having a sea snake-like uh, uh, body and uh, a horn of a unicorn. So, and the second uh, god, Archer god, is the Polo, uh, depicted in, on different vessels, a black figure and red figure, and on coins and in figurines. And uh, Apollo's enemy, by the way, Apollo is the exact uh, equivalent to the Rigvedic program, Archer. And uh, his uh, enemy, Python, is the Ahi Budhnya of the Rigveda. 
the uh, snake of the depths, and they are both depicted in many uh, silver Greek coins. So the spread of the Zebu and Zebu depictions marks the dispersal of the Indo-European tribes from South Asia to Iran, Afghanistan, Bactria, Margiana, Mesopotamia, Syria, Israel, uh, Palestine, and Anatolia. These are the uh, illustrations. The three first in the, in the upper row is, uh, are from Gerov. Uh, uh, the, the last one in the corner is the seal from Bactria Margiana. Then we have a series of uh, Zibu depictions from Mitanni State and Syria and Northern Mesopotamia. In the lower row, we have Egyptian reliefs of sea peoples, in the European sea peoples, invading Egypt, uh, riding uh, hunt bulls uh, chariots. Uh, fighting from them, and two bronze uh, hand boots uh, figurines from Israel. And then we have three Egyptian uh, temple reliefs depicting uh, hand boots uh, as uh, drawing uh, Hittite uh, cards uh, in the Hittite military camp uh, at the Battle of Kadesh. So Hittites also used them. And uh, many uh, royal Hittite uh, uh, seals with the depiction of uh, Zibu, and also Zibu sign was part of one of the Hittite king, meaning strength. And uh, two uh, a, a seal uh, of Zibu uh, yoked uh, in a plow, and uh, also depiction of Zibu from a Kassid Babylonia. Kassids also uh, had some uh, Aryan elements on them. The spread of the Harappan Sonoli type of the shield marks the migration of the Indo-European warrior clans from South Asia to Iran, Syria, Anatolia, Thrace, Greece, Italy, and Gaul. So this is the map of the archaeologically, artistically, and numismatically attested spread of the Harappan Sonoli type of the shield among the Indo-Europeans, uh, drawn by me. And uh, these are the earliest examples, uh, mature Harappan and Chukar, a face of uh, Chanhudara, late Harappan, and also Mahenjadara, Harappa, and again Mahenjadara, pottery sheds. Uh, then we have Sanuli symbolic uh, shields and compare them to the Megiddo ivory uh, table, uh, game table uh, of the very same form, but several centuries later, 13th century BC, Israel. And uh, photos of the real uh, Sonoli type shield from the Sonoli Cemetery. And uh, then we have Messinian figure of eight shields uh, derived from them. Uh, Hittite uh, side-scooped shields uh, depicted uh, by different uh, reliefs and seals. Early Greek geometric epoch and archaic Greek black figure pottery. Uh, and then red figure pottery, many great mythological uh, heroes using this shield. Also pay attention to the uh, scales on the shield, uh, the same as on Sonoli shields. Uh, then we have uh, even the uh, founders of uh, um, the Romans, uh, Aeneas, uh, fleeing from Troy, uh, carrying his father and holding this kind of shield. Uh, Athena and uh, some other Greek goddess using this shield. And uh, Persian bodyguards of Darius I, one of the founders of the Persian Empire, uh, from uh, reliefs from Persepolis, uh, palace of Darius I. Then Greek uh, city-states coins with the depiction of this uh, shield. Two uh, South Italian uh, Greek uh, cities, a vase depicting Thracians uh, with uh, this kind of shield. Um, Gold coin of Philip II, uh, the father of Alexander the Great, uh, using this shield on his coins, um, and one more, and uh, the coin of Alexander the Great himself. Then several coins of Julius Caesar, um, depicting the uh, sacred shield of Rome, the custodian of Rome, and also the shield of the Juno goddess of Rome. And then uh, several coins, uh, gold and silver coins of uh, Caesar's general, uh, Brutus, uh, and two uh, Celtic coins. Uh, they are all depicting uh, the Celtic or Thracian uh, Sonoli, uh, Matthew Harappan Sonoli kind of shit. So, I have developed a new definition uh, of the chariot and uh, the new definition of the stand chariot burial. And uh, the earliest so far archaeologically uh, detected uh, standard chariot burials uh, have been discovered in Sonoli. 
I have revealed this to you the scientific nature of the chariot myth of, of the archaeology of the Sintashta Petrovka Andronova Alaku of the Bronze Age of the Steppes and Forest Steppes of Eurasia. Uh, that is the putative Aryan homeland of the Aryan invasion theory. No one chariot of the Bronze Age uh, has so far been found in the steppes and forest steppes of Eurasia. There were no chariot troops of the mythical Aryans of Ota Aryans invading Bactria Margiana, Iran, Afghanistan, and South Asia from the north. And these are two maps illustrating these uh, conclusions of mine. The uh, Middle uh, Bronze Age and the Late uh, Bronze Age. No chariots in the steppes, but there are chariots, bull chariots, and just chariots uh, in Iran uh, and uh, South Asia at the very same time. So I uh, have um, uh, discovered the evidence to trace the origin of the Golic warrior goddess armed with the man-hilted sword from the Rigvedic Ushasaditi and the antenna-hilted swords of the copper pots and oka pottery culture of South Asia. The Rigvedic features of the Golic warrior goddess are, first, nudity with breast demonstration in both cultures, connection with Ashvas after the identification of the goddess with the Maya in the Rigveda. These are the gold coins illustrating these conclusions. Uh, connection with cows and bulls after the identification of the goddess with the cow in both cultures. Uh, association with the sun in the Rigveda, Ushas is Surya's mistress and leads Surya. Uh, and uh, pay attention to solar symbols on Celtic coins. These are the illustrations. Uh, connection with the wheel in both cultures, connection with chariots in both cultures, the illustrations. These are all Gallic coins from uh, of the approximately first century BC. Uh, patronage of all living things and life. Ushas is the source of life of everything and uh, life itself. Gives new life and prolongs it. Uh, on Celtic so uh, coins, uh, the goddess holds a branch with leaves or fruits in her hand. The illustrations. Militancy. Uh, uh, Ushas fights uh, against darkness in the Rigveda, and on Celtic coins is the goddess. Musicality. Ushas, plural, the same. A stringed musical instrument is depicted, uh, depicted on Celtic coins. And so pay attention to this uh, man-hilted sword of the goddess depicted on the coins. And here we have the um, earliest prototype of this uh, man-hilted sword. Uh, they, these are Sanoli, Sanoli uh, antenna-hilted uh, swords. And then we have uh, the bronze swords of uh, approximately 10 to 800 BCE uh, of Central Europe, uh, Urnfield culture. Uh, pre-Celtic culture, great many of them. The uh, antennas uh, became uh, spiral, but not always. Sometimes they just have uh, the uh, antenna hills. And then uh, the evolution comes, and we have uh, the earliest uh, Celtic uh, daggers, looking like a man, especially in the third century. Man hilted sword. So that uh, uh, were my uh, conclusions, and I thank you for your attention. Why are we still using terms like Aryan for Rigvedic people when there is no basis for its use in Vedic texts? And since it is proven to have developed in Europe and applied erroneously in racial terms to the Indian subcontinent, could there be a better way to identify them? This is the question by Rishmaji. Very interesting question. I thank you for the question, but uh, the question is unscientific. Uh, it means uh, the person who asks it uh, doesn't know the facts, the linguistic facts and the historic facts uh, of the ancient world. Because the term Arya is not only used in the Rigveda and the Vedic texts, but also in some uh, Indo-European cultures like German culture or Celtic culture, and even in the Greek culture. For example, the term aristocracy, aristocrat, comes from Arya, uh, from the Indo-European term. Uh, uh, while uh, Indo-Europeans uh, were still united or closely connected, uh, uh, they had this Aryan um, ideology 
the ideology of the warrior class, the ideology of the noble people. So they were called Aryans. Uh, so Aryans are in the Rig Veda, Aryans are in the Atharva Veda, and Aryans are in um, just um, five or six in the European cultures of the ancient world. Uh, thank you very much for your very interesting, thought-provoking presentation. Uh, the first thing that struck me was the absence of any mention to the Yamnaya culture, which, as per current uh, views, seems to have spread Indo-European languages into Europe. So where does that feature in the story? Because everything that you show is south of the Caspian Sea. All the migrations that you show are south of the Caspian Sea. So where does the Yamnaya culture and its uh, uh, you know, replacement of U- old European populations figure in the scheme of things? Uh, thank you for your question. Firstly, an introductory remark that I am just one man. <coughs> I can't uh, embrace everything in my life. Uh, yes, I have been studying this question some 10 years ago. And in... Um, 2015, we had a huge discussion, public online discussion. Um, I was opposed by um, six uh, leading uh, invasionists of Russian Federation and Kazakhstan. Uh, they were Balanovsky, uh, Oleg, and uh, Yelena, two famous, uh, world famous genetics uh, and geneticists, and uh, Leo Klein, professor of archaeology. Yaroslav Vasilkov, uh, professor of theology, the translator of Mahabharata, and um, some others. So uh, they asked the same question, but there's no connection of Yamna culture, of Yamna um, family of cultures, so to say, of the early Bronze uh, Age uh, to uh, the uh, Iran and uh, uh, to, to Iran and South Asia uh, in the Europeans uh, at all. Because uh, there is, uh, there are no traces of migration, of uh, southwards migration of Yamna population and Yamna derived population to Iran and South Asia. On the contrary, we have uh, a very early Neolithic and even Mesolithic uh, and early um, uh, early Bronze Age migrations uh, starting from Iran and uh, southern uh, Middle Asia uh, from the Caspian uh, Sea region. Uh, to uh, Europe, uh, for example, the uh, Hollands culture or the uh, Middle Volga is definitely uh, derived from the Shabir cult, archaeological culture of the um, East Caspian uh, coast. Uh, so we have uh, several uh, traces of um, migration of technologies of um, uh, productive economy. Uh, even of uh, pottery making from the south, from Iran and uh, South Asia, I mean, uh, Bactria Margiana territory, uh, not the Bactria Margiana itself. Uh, there was no uh, yet Bactria Margiana, but before that, uh, to the north. And after that discussion, one of the opponents, um, Kozintsev, an, an anthropologist uh, from St. Petersburg, doctor of anthropology, he has changed his views. And he uh, even uh, published a long article in the famous Indo-European journal, uh, speaking the same uh, about the uh, north, uh, what's migration from Iran uh, of the Proto-Indo-Europeans, who became uh, eventually not only Yamna carriers, but um, some other cultures of uh, the Bronze uh, Age of Eurasia and Europe in general. But uh, maybe I will return to this question later in my life. I don't know. Uh, so you, uh, in your presentation, you said that the Rigveda uh-huh. uh, is sort of single book, but uh, uh, but of course you you would be knowing that the philologists have said that there are there are layers to this, uh-huh. and okay. there's an old Rigveda which consists of certain mandalas and a new Rigveda uh-huh. which consists of certain uh-huh. mandalas. So are you are we able to see that kind of distinction between the old and the new Rigveda in the archaeological record? Oh. Uh, yes, I see what you mean. Uh, it is a very long uh, story of uh, the Rigvedic uh, studies um, starting uh, from the 19th century. Uh, yes, there is the um, distinction. The most important distinction is uh, between the... Uh, uh, 
Tenth mandala and the other mandalas of the Red Vedas. Uh, yes, uh, European uh, Vedicists uh, divide Rigveda into several layers. The earliest are the family books, uh, and uh, the position of the ninth mandala is not certain. Uh, some people uh, state that it is the earliest of them, uh, and uh, some think that it is contemporary to the family mandalas. Then we have uh, the still early eight mandala, uh, mandala eight, and then the um, later first mandala, and the last is, is the tenth mandala. I know about Talagheri's uh, in, in the chronology, but in fact, um, I think that one point is uh, missing from uh, both his and uh, theirs uh, works. Uh, that is the problem of the unity of the Rigveda uh, structure. Um, it was uh, firstly noticed by Max Müller and then by, by uh, some other Rigvedologists, uh, my scientific guru Shiarandidna. And uh, he states, and I agree with him totally, that Rigveda is one in all, in all of its parts because it has the common ideology, the common phrases, the common um, images, the common inner uh, secret language. So Rigveda, of course, is made up of many different chronological, chronologically different hymns, but it was composed uh, deliberately as a, a united text. And it was made so uh, to be uh, disappeared by the future generations of the riches or, or, or the seekers. So we can't um, exaggerate the inner differences uh, in the Rigveda. Of course, uh, there are some differences and they are important, uh, but uh, not uh, so as to uh, place them to different archaeological atheistic periods. The archaeology of South Asia is not uh, as well developed uh, to differentiate uh, the Rigveda periods uh, according to the archaeological data yet. It is uh, a pity, but it is so. It is a fact uh, for the time being. Maybe the future generations of the scholars will do this, but not, not us, not us, not Talagiri. So, uh, yes, this is about the uh, wagon that was excavated at Sanoli. Uh -huh. And uh, uh, it is strange that the first real wagon from the Indian subcontinent should come from an eastern site rather than in the heartland of the uh, Vedic texts, which is the uh, Indus Saraswati Basin. So mm -hmm. am I mistaken in my perception or uh, is there something that I'm missing? Uh, you see that uh, Yamuna uh, and uh, Ganga Dab is also already mentioned in the Rig Veda. Uh, both uh, Rigveda and Yamuna mentioned, uh, uh, Yamuna and Ganga mentioned uh, in the Rigveda, and not only in the late hymns. And even Maruts are associated with Yamuna in the Rigveda. And Maruts are uh, um, chariot riders, and Maruts um, travel with a uh, solar, uh, solar lady, uh, if I'm not mistaken, her name is Radasi. Uh, and uh, she is very uh, warlike. Uh, she is a war lady also. And they are beautiful archers, ideal archers. Uh, and their uh, chariots are decorated and they are shining. Uh, so uh, that is no problem uh, to associate the Sonoli chariots with the post Rigvedic uh, Maruta's chariots, as, as per me. Uh, by the way, I was the first Russian scholar to make a scientific report on Sonoli chariots in Russia several years ago. And um, speaking about uh, chariots, uh, you call them wagons. They're not wagons. They're true standing chariots. I know it for sure because I have published around 4,000 ancient chariots and chariot depictions of the ancient world already. And I uh, have developed uh, the... Um, the detailed uh, definition of a, of a true chariot. So a true chariot can have uh, bulls as drawing animals. The true chariot can have solid wheels. 
not only spoke wheels, uh, but if it has um, a system of railing or sideboards or a body um, high enough to be used as a means of keeping balance for the standing chariot, it is a true chariot. Uh, and it has an opening uh, at the back also as a true chariot. So Sonoli uh, vehicles, they are true chariots. And uh, what is even more interesting that Sonoli chariots so far, I repeat it so far, are the most advanced chariots of the ancient world. Now, because they have this system of uh, copper pipes used as a frame, uh, it is very uh, progressive. For this time, it is, it, it, it is uh, just, uh, uh, for example, Etruscans and some uh, Egyptians, they repeated this only centuries later and even thousands of centuries later. And Chinese also repeated it only centuries later. So Sonoli uh, chariot makers were very progressive. They were very advanced technologically for their time. And it is just a miracle. It is just a wonder to discover these kind of vehicles in the center of northern India, in the Rigvedic habitat already. Thank you, Dr. Alexander. Uh, so there is a further question by Rishmaji. She is asking, isn't there a difference between Arya and Aryan, as Arya is a way of addressing people, not an racial identity? Uh, uh, it is a very good question. I like your question very much because, uh, you know, when I was a student, uh, my speci uh, first spe specialization was Varna system of India. Uh, yes, and I've studied Va uh, Varna mentions uh, throughout from the Rig Veda and up to the early medieval uh, and even later, up to the 18th century AD. And uh, for me, and I follow the steps of my scientific teacher, uh, Shreya Rabindan, uh, Varna uh, system is a system of psychological, of a spiritual division of society. So Aryas are not a racial type. Aryas are noble people, uh, the people who follow Dharma, Svadharma, according to their Svabhava, uh, according to their nature. It's like you have a specific uh, soul. Uh, uh, specific character, specific temperament, and it makes you uh, behave so and not the other way. Uh, there are three uh, uh, aria types of the early India, the warrior, the wise man, and uh, the producer. The warrior is Kshatriya, Rajanya, uh, the uh, wise man is Brahmin, and uh, the producer is Vaishya. So they are arias. Uh, all the other people are anarias. It, uh, it is not important whether they are from Indo-European uh, origin or not. Uh, they may, may, may be of different skin color, of different anthropological type. Uh, how did all this happen? According to me, it happened uh, when the Rigvedic rishis, um, they descended from their ashrams in the Himalayas and started to teach uh, the um, very, uh, very varied uh, uh, anthropological and racially uh, population or on, on the plains of uh, uh, this Indus, uh, the Saraswati, the Ganga, the Yamuna, and uh, those who followed them, they became Aryas. They were from different uh, cultures, they were from different tribes, they were of different skin color. For example, uh, Krishna, he is black skinned, yes, but he is uh, an um, typical uh, Mahabharata hero and uh, the leader and uh, an ideal uh, king and wise man. And Krishni, uh, the wife of Pandavas, is also black-skinned. Uh, but one of the Pandavas is Arjuna. He is fair-skinned. It doesn't matter what color of skin uh, you have. Uh, if you follow Dharma, you are Arya. If you do not follow Dharma, you are not Arya. That is uh, very simple. See, in your map, when you showed mm -hmm. the migration mm -hmm. of uh, Indo-European languages all the way up to Greece. Mm -hmm. So you have uh, the Saraswati Basin, then Iran, and then the Mitanni, and then Anatolia, and then to Greece. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking about the other side, which is 
at the eastern side which ah, is you Tokarian. mean Ch- china and central asia yes tokarian i see i see uh, you see uh, several years um, ago about uh, 1215 i have made a report on tarim basin and i made parallels of the tarim uh, bronze age culture um, of uh, southeast cemetery with the rigvedic because the similarities are striking the southeast cemetery it has a great many um, uh, po- uh, sacrificial posts burial posts and it, it is very similar to the rigvedic description of the cemetery in the if i'm not mistaken in the chants mandala where there are many sacrificial posts uh, standing on the uh, burial place and also we have in the southeast cemetery and the related cemeteries uh, the yoni cult and linga cult also and we also have the inhumation like in the mature harappa uh, in wooden coffins and also we have a boat uh, cult because these coffins were looking like boats uh, wooden boats and also uh, boat cult is very uh, important for the rigveda already because uh, one more uh, aspect rigveda the rigveda is the oceanic culture it is a ship building culture it is a ship traveling culture so ships are very important for the imagery of the rigveda also for the sacred uh, imagery of the rigveda so there are some parallels with the tarim culture and also um, i have published an english article on the uh, hond non horses or the indo europeans uh, there you can see the spread of the uh, hond uh, non horses uh, cult uh, from this uh, region uh, of the Uh, boundary region of uh, Bactria Margiana, Iran, Afghanistan, and uh, Hindustan, uh, to, up to uh, Scandinavia. Because if you look at Scandinavian gods, they are riding horned uh, animals, uh, looking like horses but having horns. Uh, where does it come from? According to me, the earliest uh, stage of chariot development in the ancient world uh, was when. Uh, these ancient people uh, they used uh, different animals to draw their firstly invented chariots uh, they were bulls they were different equids not only uh, true horses they were even deer because uh, in the transcaucasia there were some uh, deer recorded archaeologically as uh, drawing animals of the chariots and uh, there are many uh, chariot deers in different mythologies uh, goats also big goats and uh then uh, around uh, 2000 uh, bc uh, the horses uh, were introduced as, as the main uh, chariot drawing animals but these uh, bulls and other animals uh, they uh, moved on to the mythology uh, and they stayed there in the in the european mythology of uh, celtic tribes uh, we have these hunt uh, deer chariot animals uh, hunt uh, animals uh, chariot animals in scandinavian germanic mythology so it uh, means that uh, there were um, some central asian or you know, south asian or maybe iranian um, homeland of the indo-europeans and by the way uh, there are uh, linguistic books uh, linguistic works uh, tracing parallels of the indo-european languages and uh, chinese language also uh, it is a very profound a very deep question so again i repeat that i am the only one person <laughs> that can't uh, who can't embrace everything in my life i do what i can Very good. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm just a person with a lot of questions. Okay, it's okay. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. Uh, because uh, the field has intrigued me for a long time. Anyway, so uh, the Aryan question refuses to go away. So, I want to know what you think of uh, Shrikant Talagiri's identification of the uh, uh, identification of the Aryas of the Rigveda as the Purus and specifically the Bharata subtribe of the Purus. do you think that identification is correct and uh, you know the literary evidence backs it up at least in the uh, earliest layers you see um, the problem is uh, there are two historic interpretations of the rigveda 
The first uh, takes uh, reg uh, the regnetic uh, information literally as it is and uh, states that it is historic. For example, this famous Dasharajni battle. Yes, uh, they think that it is a real battle that happened uh, somewhere that Sudas was a real king uh, of Arias and so on. Uh, I don't believe it at all because they uh, do not understand that Rigveda is a symbolic uh, document, a symbolic uh, text. It was uh, composed, it was uh, written, not written, it was composed, uh, it was uh, done by the yogis. They were sacred, uh, they, were, they were sages, and they were just using symbols of uh, their surrounding life, uh, taken from nature, phenomena, uh, historic uh, phenomena, society phenomena, community phenomena, religious, uh, but they uh, used them in their secret language. There is the secret language of the Rigveda. Those who don't understand it, they are not scientists. Because uh, the uh, problem of the secret uh, language of Rigveda, the symbolic teaching of Rigveda, is very old. It, it has also started uh, around the middle of the 19th century. And now, uh, no serious scholar um, will uh, agree with the fact that uh, the Rigveda should be understood literally. And when uh, someone uh, uh, states that uh, the Rigveda was a product of only one tribe, of only Purus, of, of Bharatas, uh, I think it is not correct. It is not correct because the Rigveda is uh, too geographically diverse and wide to be the product of only one uh, tribe. Uh, there were different uh, rishis families, uh, the authors of the Rigveda, there were hundreds of them. So uh, how could they all be from one tribe? It is not possible. So I can't agree with this question, with this statement.